Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. Hey, welcome back to the Clever Investor Show. Hello, I'm Cody Sperber, your lucky host, the OG Clever Investor. And today I'm so excited because we got the great Andy Elliott in the studio. If you guys don't know Andy, he is by far, and I really do think by far, the number one sales trainer in the country right now. I don't, is anybody even close? Well, number one, it's not about the number one sales trainer. What we are, we're really a life coaching company, but we're labeled a sales training company, which is why the sales training is growing so fast. Everybody taught sales training forever. That's what they taught, how to close, how to influence, how to persuade, how to negotiate. What we teach people is how to get it all. And that's the reason why people are un, unleashing. They're literally going to new records. And it's not just because of sales, it's because of getting it all. We believe in being close to God. We believe in being a badass for your husband or your wife. We believe in your kids choosing you as your hero. We believe in physical fitness because if you want to be number one, you're going to have to be fit. It's just the truth. And we tell people the truth. And what we have is four or 500,000 salespeople just in three years um, or business or entrepreneurs, no matter what industry you're in, diving all in because truly, like we're not just teaching how to sell. We're also teaching you how to get it all. And when you can get it all, you become dangerous. And that's how you're in the top 1% in your industry. Well, you came out of the gate swinging and you were in the number one sales trainer in the automotive space. Yes, and it grew from there, is what you're saying. You guys have have, have by far expanded out of the, out of just sales training for automotive. Yeah, so we yeah. we got an automotive uh, 2019 in November. I I reached out, shook my owner's hand that I worked for. I was making about two and a half million as a GM. Walked away, quit, decided to start our own business. Everybody has a day they decide to go all in. And, um, and that was it. I was tired of getting burned. Um, betrayal is a big, just, just anybody watching this, if somebody is good to you and, and, and they take good care of you, great. But you don't have to get betrayed again and again and again and again, okay? Four out of five millionaires work for someone else. I got tired of working for other people when I kept getting burned. By the way, great places exist. I just couldn't seem to find it, okay? I couldn't seem to find it. I know you got a good company. I know your people are loyal to you. My people are loyal to me. Look, we all take care of each other. We're a family. We're not even a business. We're a family, right? And I always wanted that. So when I started that in 2019, I decided, what am I good at? What's my niche? They said, you know, I remember buying this uh, broker blueprint, like $3,000 training coaching deal, right? I'd never been outside the walls of an automotive industry uh, dealership before. Just killed it there. That was my, that was my niche, right? I'd be like, maybe you selling, you're really good. You know how to make a lot of money. You lead a team, you're leading someone else's company. But I wanted to do more. I wanted to reach for more. I wanted to test me. So I had a coach. I had to get coached, right? Um, I bought this $3,000 training. It was Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, uh, Russell Brunson. It was called the, like, the broker blueprint. And they taught you that if you knew something, um, this is how to teach it and do a seminar. I bought it for three grand. As soon as I was done, I immediately put on what I called the master closer seminar because I was great at closing in the automotive industry. Um, $9.97 a ticket. Had, I said, there's 30 spots. I started um, talking on YouTube, giving away free, um, you know, free advice, how to close. If somebody says this, this is how to handle it. Just little stuff like that. Guys started making money. Um, so when I came out with the masterclass, boom, we booked out the 30 seats right away. And I was like, damn, man, once these people left, the results they got, the money they made, it was, it was more valuable than the money. Like changing someone's life is the most precious thing ever. So I decided, dude, like we're going to go into the automotive industry. No, only person that was really in it was a guy named Grant Cardone at the time, which obviously is big Who? time. Uh, Grant Cardone. Who's that? Yeah, exactly. But watch, here's my point. Automotive guy, at one point in time, he owned the automotive industry and then he went on to real estate. So we decided this was our goal. 
365 days. We're going to wipe him out of the automotive industry. We're going to take over the entire, got to have goals, got to have high standards. So we went through, we literally went through the whole United States, every store, every freaking company, every salesperson. Here's the crazy thing. We didn't go to the dealerships and tell them, hey, we want to train your salespeople. We went to the salespeople and said, there's a good chance that your dealerships aren't going to train you. Okay. A trained person will destroy an untrained person. Who do you think will make more money? A trained employee or an untrained one? A trained one. So I came out with these $599 training courses. Boom, dude. Overnight, we started blowing up. YouTube was our number one uh, place where we got our business. I'd always say, text me. People would text in. And dude, we just started growing. And then literally we looked up, we had over 10,000 companies. We wiped Cardone out and um, we own the automotive industry. Doing that along the way, we started noticing in the YouTube comments, everybody's like, man, I was in real estate. I wish I had something to do. I'm in um, HVAC. um, I'm in solar. And I was like, dang, man. I was like, truly, this is like 90% of this. You can just change up 10%. It's still going to work. Right? So what we decided to do is go all in and go from automotive sales training, car sales training to sales training. And dude, when we did that, it was like, bam, we just went through the roof. We started learning all these other industries. And dude, if you're a car guy, I'm just saying like, you got to have thick skin. If you're a car guy, when you get in these other industries, you realize this is easy. Like this is the easiest thing in the world. So um, today we train about four or 500,000 salespeople. Um, you know, we have 10 to 20,000 companies on our training platform all the way around. We've got about 100 people. We're in Scottsdale, Arizona that work with us. We call it Elliot Army because we have an army. Um, we believe that this is a, t- a team. An individual can be beat, but a team can't be beat. Um, we're all about the team. We're all about loyalty. We're about trust. Betrayal is is my biggest fear. So mm. when I hire people, I hire underdogs. I don't hire um, I don't hire people who are the badasses. I have a lot of people say, hey man, I'm a sales trainer. I want to come work for your company. Not interested. And I'm not being negative. I'm not being closed-minded. I like to grow my own people. And who are our own people? People that have been through your coaching program are people that believe what you believe and people that coach with you because they believe what you believe. Those have been the most loyal. So people always say, well, how do I work for you? It's easy. Come through my coaching program. Let me get a chance to know you. Let me see you show up again and again. Let me see you come to my training, go back home differently, come back again. I'm like, damn, man, dude, you changed. And those people are the people that I want around me because I change every freaking day, just like you, right? And and when you change, everything changes. So I want to be around people that are the most coachable people, open-minded people, people with the greatest perspective in the world who see how freaking awesome life is. And those people, I find them in the coaching programs. So if you're out there and you're looking for a badass, I promise you, stop looking for the badass and go build one, get involved in a badass coaching program, and your people are in there. The growth-minded people are in there. I'm just telling you, if you want to know where your people are at, they're in there. I love that. Two thoughts on that, and I want to take a step backwards. Um, One, I sold used cars coming out at Brown & Brown Nissan in Mesa, Arizona. Um, I looked like I was 12 years old. I uh, was the number one sales guy my first month. You know how that goes. You you roll in, you don't don't know shit. You're not overly thinking. You're not. There's no strategy. You're just a nice guy that helps a customer. And I, I think I made eight thousand dollars that month, which I thought was more money, you know, than I knew what to do with. Uh, I had two mentors in the business. One was a about a six foot nine toothless guy with halitosis. His name was Max. <laughs> he also sold used cars. And then a, a little uh, Filipino guy named Julius. Uh, and they were all about coke and strippers yeah. and uh, selling used cars. So those were my mentors. It was awesome. I lasted uh, two and a half months in the business. Uh, started trying to get, str- I, I started to implement strategery the second month. Bad idea. 
when your mentors are all coked out. And so what ended up happening is I took what money I had left by month two and a half, quit the business, bought a pound of weed, moved in with my buddy Leon and played video games for the next six months, then joined the military. Hey. You know, that's my car business story. There you go. By the way, listen. Sticking to it. The, the, the car business used to be crazy. It used to be the Wild West. I mean, now it's never been easier to win. Car guys, I mean, I'm just saying, obviously, real estate industry is phenomenal. But automotive industry, we're in a world full of amateurs. These guys could easily make a half a million to a million a year, easily. Easily, with zero barrier of entry, zero money, just showing up, working hard, and caring about people. So I just want to say, like, I, I get it. I grew up in, in 1999. I got in the car business, and it was a shit show. Everybody had a coked-out manager. I think that was it, it was wild. That, that was the only managers they hired. I had never been exposed to it, but it, it was a fun time and uh, it got me into the military. So mm-hmm. that, that was cool. Um, I do want to take a step back though, because you said something and you kind of like, we were like, yeah, I was a GM. I was making all this money. But before you were a GM, you were selling cars. Then you were the number one salesman. And then you, you shattered the monthly records then you shattered the annual records. And then did you, where did, where did you meet your wife? Cause she was also in the car business, correct? Yeah. Did yep. you meet her in the car business or later on? Or how, how did that happen? Yeah. Because she's a badass. Yeah, well. yeah, she's a badass. My wife, and I'm just going to say this, a lot of you right now, I just want to tell everybody that your wife or your husband, okay, is probably your greatest superpower and a lot of people don't use it. Okay, my wife, and I, I commonly make this mistake, I'm always motivating other people. I'm always inspiring other people. But sometimes I used to forget to inspire and motivate my wife. And my wife was the one that believed in me first. She was the one who saw the one this one that could change the whole, my, our, our fi- fi- family dynamics. It, it was me the whole time and I never saw it and she saw it. So I want to tell you, if you want to really get it all, the person that you're probably with at home, take your family with you, train with them. When you go to coaching, take them with you. Dude, take them on the journey. I promise you, they're not, they're not just there to raise your kids. They're not there to just cook your food. They're not, dude, I promise you, man, my wife was my superpower. Once I realized that, because you know we're all dumb, right? And then we finally realize it. Um, everything changed. But I met her at 24. Look, my mom, just quick 30-second story. Mom left when I was two, five brothers and sisters, Jerry Springer shit show. A lot of people, what I've learned when they're dis- they go through disappointment as a kid um, and they get their ass kicked and they literally get embarrassed as a kid. I wore two pairs of clothes every day all the way till I was 18 years old. Got a job at 18, selling cars, made 1,700 bucks my first day. That was the day I decided that everything was going to change today. Guy like me should have never had this opportunity, but now you showed it to me, you're effed because now I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to tell you guys, I, I, what I've learned is what we didn't get as a kid, we tried to give to other people as an adult. Okay. I didn't have any love as a kid. I never had any love. So as I become an adult, I try to show everybody love. Okay. I don't, I don't speak with my mouth. I speak with my heart. So when I, we're doing training, how our company has grown so fast is that like, I tell people the truth. I'm really edgy, right? I'm like, do you want me to feed your ice cream like a three, four, five-year-old? Or do you want me to be cold, hard truth and treat you like the badass you want to be? Like, you tell me how you want to start this conversation. It's up to you. If you want to be a badass, let me talk to you like a badass. Kobe Bryant got coached by Tim Grover. You know, Michael Jordan got coached by Tim Grover. That was a tack academy, okay? These guys had an NBA coach, but they chose Tim because he was going to freaking put them through the grinder. He was going to make them take the ice baths. He wasn't going to make them take a thousand shots. He was going to make them make a thousand shots. He poked at them. He pushed them. He grinded them, and they became icons. So I believe that everybody's just a coach away from like who they want to want to be. And my first coach, my first coach, truly that changed my life was my wife. You know, I, there's a word and it's called believe, right? Like I just didn't believe that like there was another life, right? Like making money is one thing. I want you to understand this. When I say this, um, I was I so I, I made 
120 grand at 18, 220 at 19, and I made my first 500 grand at 20 years old. I stuttered. I didn't know how to speak. I didn't believe in myself. I was uncertain about everything, but I, but I trained and I worked hard and I kept my head down and I had a good attitude and I didn't work around losers. Just doing some simple things can, can change everything. But I was taught by the wrong leaders that having success because I was raised poor was money. And they said, you have to sacrifice your family. They said, you have to sacrifice your health. They said, you have to sacrifice all these things because you didn't have time for that because you got to make money if you want to be successful. Well, one day my wife, as I'm trying to be successful, um, I'm doing really good. And I come home. This is crazy. I'm selling about 200 cars a month at a car dealership. I took it over at selling 100. Now I'm selling 200. I'm working my ass off. I'm closing every deal. I'm there open to close. Get there at 7 a.m. Leave it at 11 o'clock at night. And I come home one night. We're making more money than we ever made. My wife goes, dude, she goes, we've learned to live without you. It's, it's really simple, okay? You're in the pictures. You're not here. You're not here. So I'm going to tell you what success is to anybody watching this. It's getting it all. And don't ever let anyone else tell you that it's anything different than that. Because you can get all the money. If I'm chasing money over here and I've got my family here and I end up getting all this, but I lose this, you're going to be miserable and hate yourself, which is why a lot of people with money are miserable. They hate themselves. They got shitty ass personal lives and they bring and drag that misery into everybody else's life. And nobody knows that they're really unsuccessful because they got money. They are unsuccessful. If you end up with money and you have misery, you didn't make it. So your goal is, and my wife said, you're one-dimensional. You don't think you can have it all, dude. You think you can have this, but you don't think you can have that. She goes, the man I know, and this is where my life changed, where I'm gonna say the word believe. She goes, the man I know is a man that I'll admire. She goes, I want you to go to work and F it up. I want you to go smash it. I wanna see you come through the door at night fulfilled and fired up and kicking ass. I don't want to see you come home and complain and whine and bring me leftovers. I don't want to see that. She goes, I want to see you be a killer in the house and be a killer at work. She goes, I want your children to choose you as your hero. And by the way, most people in business who do what we do, Cody, they don't freaking take their family with them. It's a one show run and they say they're doing it for their family. Bullshit. They're doing it for their egos. So what we're saying in our coaching program, when I said we're not a sales training program, we're actually a life coaching, is that we'll tell people, look, we're going to teach you to speak. We're going to teach you to talk. We're going to teach you the tonality. We're going to teach you the body language. We're going to teach you, you know, how to master a stranger. We're going to teach you how to use eye contact, okay? We're going to teach you what to say when you make the phone call. But you know what you're going to do too? You're also going to be good to your family. You know why? Because if you have a great personal life, you're going to go to work and you're going to freaking smash it. And that's it. So my wife, she changed my life. She, she instilled a new belief in me. She became the leader that I needed. She told me that shit was possible that I didn't think was possible because I had all these limiting false beliefs that you couldn't have that stuff. I'd been lied to. Once you believe a lie, it does become the truth. Okay. I had to become unsold. First of all, I got really mad at her when she said, hey, I've learned to live without you. First thing you do is you get mad. You have ego. I'm upset. I'm like, look at what I got you. Look at your beautiful house. Look at your beautiful car. She's like, you think that's what I want? You think that's what I want? Like, no, I just want a badass husband. Dude, listen, I'm out. And I promise you, man, when I, I was like, dude, like, like everybody has been in this place I'm talking about. Everybody that's listening to this. If you've worked hard, you know exactly what I'm saying. You guys need to step back, get three feet out of the, get, step back out of the crash site and just look at your life and be like, dude, I cannot believe all this blessing I have. Dude, my secret weapon is my family. My secret weapon is my health. I choose health over money. That's the reason why we make so much money. Did you always? No. Dude, one day my wife walked up to me, which we always crack about it, crack up. She grabbed my love handle 
And she goes, oh, damn. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the, what's the deal, man? Because, you know, when you start reaching back there and shit, you, as a dude, you freak out. Because I don't like that shit. Because I can't see it. It's behind me, right? And she goes, you look good from the front. But when I go around to the back, you got these two little things. And dude, <laughs> your, listen, listen. Your wife's a G. I love it. No, no, no. She knows how to poke at me. Yeah. Anyways, I decided that that'll be the last time, the last time that I'm not my wife's fantasy. By the way, listen to me. People don't care about this, okay? I'm an elitist. I want to be great at it all, okay? Some people, you're like, I don't care, man. Dude, you don't care. That's right. You can't compete with the elite. My wife, I want to give her the man. She signed up to be with a badass. That's what she signed up for, okay? Now, listen, when I'm the badass and I show her that I'm going to be who she wanted me to be and her fantasy and I'm badass and take care of myself no matter how old we get, dude, do you know the woman that that brings out of her? Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 44 this year. She'll be 42. We both have six packs. We're both lean as shit. Our kids look up to us. We have the craziest sex ever. We have sex, you know, twice a day. We, we, we kill it in business. We tell our team that like, dude, listen to me. Like, like your family is your most precious thing. But also like, this isn't a job. This is your life. Like what we're doing, we're not selling anybody nothing. We're helping people, dude. We don't believe in like information, like giving out information because you've done coaching programs. We believe in transformation. And dude, if you're going to transform somebody's life, they have to see that you can live the tra same transformation that you're telling them that they can have. So I don't know what everybody wants in this world, but I think, I think everybody wants to be close to God. I think they want to be financially free. I think they want their husband or wife to admire them. I think that they want to, their children choose them as their hero. And I think they want to look in the mirror and like who they are. And I think if you can give people that shit, dude, that's a badass self training you, you, program. You know, you know how I know you're telling the truth? Because you, you're posse right now behind the camera. Here, get, get over here right now. You actually bring the biggest training. I don't, what, what, are you a man? Are you a human? Like, what is this? Like this, this is your personal trainer that's rolling around with you. Part yeah. of the Elliot army. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, this is insane. First off here, pull out over there. I just want to, what, what is your name? Well, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you this. I only find the best, which is super important. Um, tell them who you are, but give them a little background on you. So my name is Aaron Williamson. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, I've been in Hollywood for about 10 years doing acting, stunts, celebrity training, and uh, it's all about purpose. So I transform people. I change their lives. And uh, this has been my anchor for so long. In, in, in my toughest times in life, when I had nothing and nobody, the one thing I did have was the gym and no one could take that from me. So I get to share that now with the LA group and to everyone out there watching this, if you want to get in shape, hit us up. I love that, man. I just wanted you to, I just wanted a second for you to shine because- Check you, this out, Cody. Tell, tell me who you've trained though, but listen to this. This is cool. Tell me you trained. Uh, so I've trained The Rock, uh, Stallone, Amelia Clark, Josh Brolin, Jamie Flock, Jimmy Fox. You remember Zach Efron's? Yeah, of course. Transformation yeah, from unbelievable. The boy to the man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was him, dude. Listen, when I found this guy, I'll, I'm going to say one thing. I always tell people, I say, what's it going to cost? You know what you're doing? We've talked about how much money it costs to build out your building and all this shit. What's it going to cost? More than you want to pay. Am I right? Yep. All always. this is more than you want to pay. Yeah. Everything is. Anything that's worth having in this life, it's going to cost you more than you want to pay. Great marriage, it's going to cost you more than you want to pay. Everything is going to cost you more than you want to pay. There's no fair deals for greatness. So when I found him, I found him in Vegas at an event. It was like Bradley, Renee Hernandez, right? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, but it's just a bunch of us. At the, it was like Sam Taggart, some other guys. And I was like, who the, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, hey, 
I'm like, dude, you're moving to freaking Scottsdale. He's like, no, I live in Vegas. I'm like, no, dude, you're moving here. Went and got him a house, got everything set up, moved his ass down here. Now he's like my twin brother, but except for he's way bigger than me. Dude, he trains me, trains my wife. But check this out. He opened a fitness division, like a fitness division, dude. And, if, and dude, you can train with him. Like everybody can train with him. And he trains them out of Scottsdale. He writes their program. He does everything. But in, in Hollywood, 90 days, dude, was what they got to transform people. So they're like, dude, we're going to lose We're going to lose 50 million on this film if we don't get this guy in shape. They call him and literally he goes in, he dials in the science of the body, where they're at, the food, draws their blood, puts out and then trains them, dude. And they get the results and ready for the time for the movie. That's what he did. So when I found out about this, I was like, dude, you're rolling with me from now on. But, but our whole team, he trains our whole team, all of our, all of our team. But this is, this is how we roll. I love that, man. It's good to meet you. I, I would love to have you on the podcast so we can kind of break, you know, walk through some of those transformations and also just talk about some of your personal journey. Sounds like you, you got quite you. a story. Yeah. I love yeah. that. We'll Thank set you. it up since we're yeah. done. So, I mean, but I love, I, I pulled him in here because you, you live this shit. You're not just, you know, trying to get a YouTube clip. You're actually living this. Um, and, and you look great by the way. And so, do, so does your wife. It's, it's cool. How famous are your nipples at this point? Super famous. Yeah. By the way, listen to me, I'm going to make a, a funny comment here, but people always tell me, they're like, dude, look at his nipples. Look at his nipples. Well, I'm going to tell you something just so you're aware. My wife, which is what wouldn't we do for our children and our women? Anything, right? My wife, when every, we have, we have three, three beautiful kids. She, every time she was pregnant, okay. She would say, God, Andy, I hate being pregnant. And she's like, let me pinch your nipples. I'm not playing. No, because that, that would be like, she would torture me. Okay. And I'll do anything for I'm like, all right, babe, let's go. And she would go, ah, and I'd be like, ah. And she'd be like, I feel so much better now. And I'm like, she's like, do you feel better? I'm like, yeah, I feel way better, babe. Well, anyways, <laughs> Dude, we went through three kids, her pinching my nipples, just all the time doing it. So guess what, dude? Like I get the nipple jokes because they're always hard. They just never went down, dude. That's and guess pretty what? Funny. Dude, listen, everybody has their story. Look, some of you guys, you got funny ears. People got funny stuff. I got big nipples. My wife kept pinching them forever. But guess what? Dude, she's my baby girl. I love it. And by the way, when your wife's pregnant, whatever she wants, you give her. Who cares? <laughs> That's some unconditional love right there. Yeah, dude. And we crack up, dude. <laughs> Me and my wife are crazy. We have fun. You know what I learned? Marry somebody and, 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 and stay a kid with them. You know, just stay a kid, man. It drives me nuts how many boring ass adults there are out in this world. Yeah, what, what happened to that moment where we started, like, how many no's did we have to hear before we finally said, you know what? I'm going to walk around the puddle. Yeah, you dude, get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, like, dude, like go back to being a kid, dude. Yeah. And I think that that's some of the reason why right now why a lot of people aren't really growing their businesses or growing their, or their whatever's important and why they're not growing. You're too serious, man. Okay, like it's not even fun. Like being around you like negs me out. You know what's pissing me off lately? And I don't know if it's just because like, I started paying attention to it. You know, my reticular activation system started focusing but I, I feel like there's this trend of very successful, very wealthy people that are angry all the time. Yeah, I told you. Cause it's because they're miserable, dude. I'm like, what's with the anger? Hey, like, and it's entitlement. Listen, dude, I promise you, when I say this to you, look, it's entitlement, dude. Look, we're in, we're in this life for one reason, to give, not to take. And so many people forget that along the way, that this ain't about taking, dude. This is about giving. And dude, listen to me. Once you forget about the people helping other people, it's over, man. This is a game of giving. 
It's a game of relationships. It's not a game of transactional stuff. I hear a lot, of, a lot of people message me all the time. They're like, hey, let's get together. Let's get together. Let's get together. Everybody wants something. I love people that do things for me, like for relationships, and they actually care. But those people are becoming fewer and fewer, and, and more people are becoming less successful, fewer and fewer. And a lot of people who have stuff are only a flash in the pan, and they end up losing it all. Or if you get to keep it, you're miserable and you hate yourself. Dude, there's nothing like walking into a room and seeing people happy and seeing people successful and, and making a shit ton of money and helping a, other bu- a whole bunch of other people make a shit ton of money. And everybody's just having fun. Dude, that's what life's about. COVID really just messed up a lot of shit for a lot of people, but really it reset the bar for all entrepreneurship to me. And that's how guys like me got in the game because there was so much fakeness and bull crap. Dude, I'm going to tell you this, and this is, I know that there's lots of advice that people get on podcasts, but what I learned in 2019 is that I learned I didn't have $20 million. I didn't have a private jet, but you know what I knew I could do? I knew I could listen to other influencers and other people that I looked up to, and I could learn how to build a brand. And I'm telling you, my brand has got me in more rooms than any amount of money could ever get me in. Your brand allows you to do things that people with money can't do. So if I would tell anybody, be the realest son of a bitch in the room. Give a shit about people. Give first. You know, um, we went out to the Muscles House. We're doing this event with David Goggins, Ed Milet, Russell Brunson, you know, um, uh, Andy Fleshman. Frizzella, yeah, Dan Fleshman, mm-hmm. Gary V. Um, anyways, Tim, like Tim Grover, Eric Thompson. There's like 15 speakers going to be on the stage on September 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. And I got invited to be a speaker on 15 of them, right? And you know, dude, like that's a relationship deal, Bradley. I mean, dude, my relationship with Bradley the brotherhood that I've built. Um, dude, like we're his army. Like with Brad Lee, we run everywhere with him. We go everywhere with him. Everywhere Brad goes, you'll see me there. 99% of the time, you'll see me there. He's changed our life. I am his greatest student. When I met Brad, I told Brad, I said, Brad, I signed up with Brad Lee's Lightspeed program, okay? And by the way, listen to me. I already had my own coaching deal. I was doing my shit. I, I loved it. And I saw Brad's program. I love the interface. It was amazing. It was a new technology piece I had never seen. It's super cool. And Brad started talking about Rev, Rev Share. And, you know, I thought small for a second. I thought, man, this is scary. You know, I'm going to give up some money. I could, I'm not giving up any money. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to go to war and build the baddest ass, te- which the technology is already built, but leverage his badass technology with the information I have to give. And I'm going to go to war. I'm going to go attack. I'm going to go kill it. Dude, in, in, in two and a half years, I did that. I told myself I'm going to be your highest paying Lightspeed client. That was my commitment to him. I said, it was I'm grand gonna, for yeah, a I said, while. I'm going to pay you more money than any other person has ever paid you on Lightspeed. And that was my goal. I said, I don't want nothing from you. I don't want nothing. And I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave, I gave. And dude, it's just crazy. And I mean that if you guys want to get somewhere, like, like give. Like just give, man. And don't give with a bad heart. Like if I give, I'm I'm hoping to receive. Dude, because I've given so much and I haven't received stuff and I'm still on fire. I love it, man. The way it makes me feel to give to people is priceless. And I know you know the same feeling. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of us, a lot of people will never feel this. This is the good shit in life. It really is. So, um, but a brand though. Yeah. You want to build it, give. I wanted to ask you a couple questions on the brand and and, uh, uh Serving my way into bigger circles has been the way with no expectation of anything back. It's, it's by far one of the best superpowers that you can ever harness in. Um, what was your, kind of your thought process of building a brand? Were you just like, hey, just turn on a camera, let me speak from the heart, post that shit wherever and let it ride? Yeah. Did you have strategy behind it? Did you have a team? 
in the beginning. Yeah. You know, how did you attack starting to build the the Andy Elliott brand? So 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 10,000 foot view, it was very simple. You got YouTube, which obviously YouTube and Google own each other. So I wanted to own the like the SEO, right? Mm-hmm. Of Google. So when somebody searched, I wanted to make sure that I created all the content on YouTube because I know YouTube serves a video. If anybody's watching right now, your phone, I've never you've never searched me, you probably never searched car sales training. Remember, that's where I started, right? So if you go into your phone right now, go to Google and type in car sales training. Pretty simple. You're going to see paid advertising. And then after paid, I'll always be the first videos to pull up, no matter what. And that's how we dominated the automotive industry. So you say, all right, cool. So how'd you do that? I mean, when there's a trillion freaking searches under car sales training, how did you pull first organically without paying? Well, it's really simple. I went to Google and I started searching car sales training and it said other related searches. People also searched and I went and I made videos made on all those. So you went one layer deep. Dude, listen, I Mm. literally made a video exactly what they were searching for. That was the title of my video. And then I titled the video that. And then in the description I wrote in this video, you're going to learn and it would be like what that is. Mm -hmm. So I would make sure Google would be able to crawl that YouTube description. And then in the first five seconds, I would use AI to make sure I'd say in this video, you're going to learn, you know, how to sell more cars as a car salesman. If that was how to sell more cars as a car salesman, right? And then in the video, I literally would explain and give free value that was better than any other person's paid trainings value. And I'd give it away for free, which creates raging fans. And that's how we did it. So I created a video a day and then I went to two videos a day, long form, 30 minutes. Oh, you went for 30 minutes. Dude, listen, I freaking went psycho. I Look, everybody needs to understand this. The build is the bitch, okay? Mm -hmm. It was nasty. I call it mastering the mundane because you just got to keep repeating. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. And and you don't get to see, I didn't get to see, I didn't do our social media hit 150 million views last month. We started three years ago. But- what happened is I created that long form. It, it moved over to Google. And then I didn't even have a Facebook account until a year and a half ago. And then literally, I didn't have an, even an Instagram until about a year ago. Brad Lee's like, dude, why don't you have an Instagram? I'm like, that's for kids, right? And that like Snapchat or something? He's like, dude, you're so <laughs> dumb. Dude, I'm not that smart, which means that you don't have to be that smart to make it. Okay. And I literally was like, no, he's like, you got to make an Instagram channel. Well, dude, we just made it. We're already at like 530,000 this morning. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, dude, like it's, it's easy to build, but, but can I tell you, it's not about getting in front of a camera and trying to watch all these other influencers and then regurgitate what they do. You need to be you. You need to be you, man. Your crowd, your tribe, your band of brothers, your following, they're out there, but they need to know you. They need to know you. They have to know you. I can watch your whole channel and be like, oh, I'm going to say everything he says and I'll have his channel. That's not, that's not the truth because you're not him and his people know that he's real and you're fake and we can tell that you're fake. So I just need everybody to understand it doesn't matter like who you are, like just be you and there's 8 billion, 9 billion people. You're going to find your people. Yep. It's easier than ever nowadays to, to create the content for your personal brand. I mean, even if you're struggling but you know, like the general topics and you know what you would say if like, if we were having a conversation, I already can trigger you and boom, you just start going. But sometimes people get a little bit of a blockage with chat GPT right now. You could literally put in some topic, get some bullet points, turn the camera on and, and, and bang it out pretty quickly. Yeah. And by the way, if you are a content creator, if you want to build a brand, let me give you the best advice you'll ever get. Number one, or actually two things. Number one, 
when you're giving the advice, whatever you're, you're talking about, understand this. You're not doing it to sound cool or for you. You're doing it for the other person on the other side of that camera. Your goal is to give value and change their life, period. End of story. That's how you build a personal brand. So quit worrying about the camera, dude. Start thinking about the person on the other side of it. And all of a sudden that camera will disappear. You don't even think about it no more. And that's how you'll unleash the real you. Were you doing heavy editing or is it just talking dude, to the camera, cut dude, it and throw it up there? built everything on an iPhone. Dude, listen, if I told you like the honesty behind it, which I'm totally cool with because I want people to see, like people always say you're qualified to people because like people don't understand, like they have all this information now that literally three years ago we didn't have. Like COVID changed everything. Like it, it changed everything. Dude, I used to put my iPhone and I hated talking into it, but I used to put it up on boxes because I didn't even know they made iPhone stands. And I used to stack boxes and I would put it up on it. And when I would hit record, I would walk away. And that would be the beginning of my video, me walking away yep. and getting over Like You didn't like, cut that part out. You just left it in. I didn't know how to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, listen, somebody else give me another excuse why you can't make it on social media. Then I would record a, a five minute video and like I would mess up, right? And then I'd be like, damn it, I messed up. I'd start over because I didn't know how to edit it out. So I'd just start over. Do listen, man. <laughs> Wait, and you left the mess up part and the restart in the video? Or I would just say, you, I know, I'd just start over. Yeah. And just, I'd just restart the camera yeah. and walk away again. And I'd be so mad because I did good for five minutes and I messed up. I didn't know you could edit that out. Now I want to explain this to you. I didn't ask anybody for help in the beginning. I watched a broker blueprint. I, wa I took the $3,000 training course. I executed, I attacked, I put my head down. And then as I started hiring a team, they were like, dude, you know, you can edit these videos, right? I'm like, what, like, what, like, what do you mean? They're like, you can take that out. I'm like, what do you mean? Show me. And they showed me and I was like, oh my God. I didn't know they made any of this stuff. My point is I'm 43 years old. I didn't grow up on an iPhone. And you may say, well, didn't you know that? Do listen. I'm a grinder. I work really hard. I put my head down. I didn't know this information was available. I didn't know you could. I still built it. We built a nine-figure business in three years with all this shit. So my question is, what, what's your excuse, man? Like, what's your excuse, right? Like, you don't have enough resources? I didn't have no resources. I worked my ass off. I had a freaking iPhone. That's it, man. And now, you know, I've got a badass editing team. We got all the cool shit. But dude, you know why I think we made it? Dude, Cody, all we knew how to do was sell, okay? Everybody, when they start a company, they're like, oh, I got to get the baddest ass CRM. Oh, I got to get ready to get marketing. Oh, I got to get ready to do this. You know what? I was like, dude, we're going to sell. Leadership and sales, two greatest qualities in the world. I'm going to lead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell. And that's it. And those two things changed my whole life. I love that. Sales cures everything, everything. especially in a business. You can, you can hit the biggest challenges. Yeah, yeah. And in, families in, are starving for leadership. Businesses are starving for leadership. The world is starving for leadership. So if you can become a leader and you're good at sales, dude, I promise you, like you're, 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 you're worth unlimited amount of money. All right. So let's dive into some, some you know, they, they know you as a sales trainer. Let's dive into some of that stuff. So I show up, I pay for your coaching. 
So many of our listeners reach out and they ask us how they can get involved in my actual real estate deals. Our investment firm specializes in finding deeply discounted properties, acquiring them, renovating, stabilizing both single family and multifamily properties all over the United States. That's why we're so excited to share with you clevercapitalfund.com. Now, if you have some investment capital and you want to deploy it and receive double digit returns back by real estate, then visit our website and see which fund is right for you. We have both equity funds and we have debt funds where you just get paid out every month like clockwork. All you got to do is visit www.clevercapitalfund.com today to learn more. Right away, are you teaching me wordsmithing, tactical overcoming objections, sales skills, influence persuasion? Like what are we doing when I hire Andy to teach me how to be a better salesperson? Well, so number one, we're not selling anything. Number two, what we're doing is we're helping people, right? So I just want you to understand this. What's your product, right? And how does, how does it bring value to people? That's the first thing you got to be sold on. It's the first thing you understand. Once you understand what your product does and how everybody has to have it, you got to learn how to be a master communicator. It's real simple. You got to make it easy to say yes to, hard to say no to, and you got to make it the client's idea every single time. Does that make sense? Solar sales reps. Just give you an example, right? You know, solar, right? I've heard about it. Yeah. Well, here in Arizona, that's all you hear about. Well, everybody, solar sales reps knocking on the door. They're like, hey, you know, my name's Tommy. I'm sure you talked to your neighbor down the road. Angie, we're putting some solar on her. Man, it's just people that we can tell you're pitching them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like everybody can tell that you're pitching them. Okay. So there's ways that you can actually knock on someone's door and get them to listen to you. Hey, Hey, my name's Andy, right? My name's Andy. My company's been allocated to this area because we've learned that research shows that in the next 12 to 18 months, utility bills are going to double or triple in this area. Look, I've got two quick questions to ask you, and then I'm going to be on my way unless you need some additional information. Is that fair? Yes, it is. Okay, question number one. Do you believe you'll want to use energy all the days of your life? See these lights? It's running your whole house. Do you believe you always want to have this? Or do you ever see yourself running your house off candles? No, I I, I, want to use it. Cool. Number two, do you believe inflation drill? Stuff's costing more money. Absolutely, yes. If you believe you always have energy and you believe inflation real, I'm going to ask you a third question. If your utility bill went to $5,000 a month right now, if you didn't pay it, you would have to run your house off candles, which you said you'd never do. Would you agree? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. I'm going to ask you a question. If there was a secondary energy option that was available for you and which could keep you inflation-proof and help you save money, would you want to know about it? Yes or no? Yes. Cody, my name's Andy Elliott. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, sir. Now, what did we do? Now you're interested in what I have. You made it almost impossible for me to answer any other thing except I, where you wanted to lead me. I made you say yes. Mm-hmm. I will make everybody say yes. Here's the deal. Make it easy to say yes to, hard to say no to, make it the client's idea every single time. No matter what industry you're in. When I sold cars, I remember people like, I need to think about it. Like they'd say like, hey, I need to think about it. I'd say, of course you need to think about it. I haven't given you enough information not to think about it. What I'd like to do is give you a quick five-minute proposal of all the numbers. So when you go home, you truly have something to think about. Would that be fair? Yeah, come on inside. Once they got inside, if they would say, well, I need to think about it. Once the numbers are on the table, you'd say, I totally understand. I've been doing this for a long time. When somebody says they need to think about it, what I've learned is it's one of two things. Number one, um, you're no longer interested in the vehicle. And I don't think that's the case. Okay, which it leads me to, because we wouldn't have made it this far, Cody, if you didn't like the vehicle, which leads me, it's got to be number two, that something's concerning you within the numbers of the deal, Cody. What's concerning you the most? Is it the price, the payment, or the trade-in? Which one? Uh, price. Cool. What did I do? I just took, I need to think about it down to a price objection. Now I'm going to handle the price objection. See, I need to think about it as fake. It's smoke. It's false. So you say, what do we teach people? Number one, we teach people how to speak. Everybody in this world is a speaker. Everybody. Everybody is a, is a professional public speaker. It doesn't matter if you talk to one person or 10,000 people. You speak for a living. Everybody speaks for a living. 
Cody, what I'll tell you is that, look, most people, the reason why they can't master a stranger, the reason why they can't get people to believe in, in themselves is because they, they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to speak. So how do you work with somebody who maybe uh, doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, is really scared to pick up that phone? Very really easy. Very yeah. easy. Number one, what we're going to do is we're going to develop an easy script. One that works. Okay. Once it, look, if I know it works, here's what we're going to do. Number one, um, what's written will be retained. So it's simple. We're going to write down the script, no matter what you do. We're going to write it down. Once we write it down, we're going to write it down between seven and 10 times. It's, it's it, like, this is baby shit. But I would tell you how I could train an idiot. We're going to write it down seven to 10 times. Between seven and 10 times of you writing it down in a row, your brain's going to skip ahead and it's going to say, hey, I know this. It will do it at some point. At one point, it'll say, hey, I know this now. Because you continue to write it and you keep reading it. Then you're going to go to the mirror. Then you're going to say it to yourself and you realize you seem really silly saying it and you, and you look like you're scripted. So you're going to memorize it. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. Repetition's the mother of skill. Repetition's the mother of everything. A beautiful body. Um, whatever you put into something is whatever you get out of it. So we're going to put a lot into it. And this is what you're saying on every call. And this is what you're saying every time you talk to somebody. Don't you want to be the best at it? If you want to be the top 1% in your industry, you got to know what you're going to say. In the beginning, it's scripted until it's not. Then it's embedded in you. Then once you have it memorized, then what happens is you throw in a little tonality, a little up, a little down. Then you throw in some body language. Then you put your posture right, right? Which means like, I'm the authority. I'm the expert. I'm the trusted advisor. Then you have eye contact, which is something that doesn't exist in this world anymore. Nobody freaking looks anybody in the eyes anymore. Okay. Then you make the client the center of your universe. And when you're talking to them, you don't mess around on your phone. You don't look away. You're right here the whole time. And then you be direct. And by the way, lastly, I'm going to say something. I always say, love, don't lie. Everybody's, if you know me, you know, I say this all the time. I love people. And since I love people, I'm going to treat them with a lot of love. And I'm not going to talk to them like anybody else has talked to them in their life before. I'm going to talk to them with my heart, which means when they talk, when I talk to them, they're going to know that I care. And they're going to know that there's something different about me than anyone else they've ever spoke to. Plus, I know that a lot of people in this world don't have great lives. And I know a lot of people aren't being treated great. So when I go above and beyond and I know how to speak, I know how to talk, I know how to make people feel important. I'm explaining my product right. I'm making it easy to say yes to, hard to say no to, and I'm making it your idea to do it. Dude, you're going to do it. How else did I get your information? Did I cold call you? Did you request some information? Now I'm calling you. Like, dude, like this is how easy it is to dominate. But you know what? Here's the most simple thing. The world's full of amateurs. 99% of people in this world, Cody, no matter what knowledge you know, they won't take the time to learn it. And you keep giving it away. That's it. That's why I make people pay for it. I give it away every day on social media, but if people don't pay for it, they won't pay attention. That's it. The reason why you have to pay is because once you don't pay for it, you won't use it. Okay? I want people to pay for it and I want them to get their money out of my ass. That's what I want. But, but that's where I would start. If somebody came in, dude, listen, we all suck till we don't. Okay. Once you realize that, look, I mean, I talk to everybody and explain everything as, a, as in which a two-year-old can understand. Okay. Because a confused mind does nothing. No matter what it is, you can talk about like home acquisitions, like buying homes. You know, some of them complicate shit. Would you agree? They call customers and they confuse them, right? The ones that are dangerous and they can get their point across, make it really easy to understand, show them how simple it is. Those are the ones that buy houses. Am I right? 100%. That's it. Like, yeah. dude, so, but, but they use their mouthpiece to speak, to get these homes bought. Yeah. That's I remember it. when I first started and I, I've shared parts of this story in another podcast. Um, so I was, uh, I had a mentor named Lyle and one of his first things was get on the phones, just get on the phones, start calling people, get the marbles out of your mouth. Here's your script, like go do it. It was, it was a pretty simple task, right? Uh -huh. And he said, I want you to make two to three hours worth of phone calls every single day. 
about a week and a half, two weeks in, he was like, how are your calls going? Where are you at? What's going on? What are you hearing? And I was bullshitting. I didn't make a single call. I think mm-hmm. I started to make a call and then the phone was 10,000 pounds and I was like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm going to go build a logo and you know, do a blog or whatever, that, whatever other things I was justifying doing instead of actually making the calls. And uh, he said, okay, well, just keep at it. I'll check in in a couple of days. A couple of days later, how are your calls? I was, I was lying to him and he said, so let me get this straight it kind of sounds like like you're bullshitting me right now and you're not making your calls because you're making all these excuses and you're kind of going around in circles and shit. Have you made a single call yet? And I said, no, I haven't made a single call. He goes, and and I had he had a three strike rule with me. He said, by the third strike, you're fired. I'll never talk to you again. And I was nearing my third strike. So he was like, Here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you an address. You're going to get your scripts. You're going to show up at midnight tonight at this address. And I was like, okay. And he goes, and if you don't, you're fired. Don't ever call me again. It's good. Gives me this address, midnight, I'm all fucking tired. I get my scripts. I drive my piece of shit Nissan pickup truck to the address and I'm in a, I'm at a cemetery. He goes, he called, he, he said, wait for me when you get there. I waited 30 minutes. He never showed up. 30 minutes, one, you know, 31 minutes later, he calls me up. I said, Lyle, where the fuck are you? I'm sitting here in the cemetery. He said, I'm not going to cemetery at midnight. He goes, you got your scripts? I said, yeah. And he goes, walk out into the middle of it. We're role playing. He role-played with me for about 30 minutes while I stood in the cemetery and we looped around this fucking script over and over and over and over and over. And uh, by the time we were done, the light bulb just clicked in my head. And I was like, Jesus, I'm I'm in my own way. I couldn't believe it. I, yep. I was over, I was making every excuse under the sun. And he said, listen, you sound great. And if you could do this in the middle of one of the scariest places in the middle of the night, you could do this in your dress PJs in the middle of the morning in the comfort of your own home. So stop fucking around and get to work. And that was the last day I was ever hesitant to ever get on a phone. In fact, I flipped so hard the other direction that I, I actually, it was, it was like now for us not going to the gym. It's like, I have to go. Like, I love going. Without going, my whole day is all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just started banging phones. I became one of the, like, the biggest killers on the phones that I possibly could. And it was because my mentor allowed me to discover my own shortcomings through an exercise that allowed me to discover the truth. Yeah, doubt, doubt is a yeah. traitor. You know what I mean? Like, and, and internally, a lot of us just self-sabotage yeah. ourselves. We don't believe. You know what I mean? But hey, once you got to practice in for a minute, dude, that's why I said repetition is the mother of skill. It was just absurd. It's such a stupid excuse too. That's what I told you, dude. But yeah. the world's full of amateurs because they did what you did. They literally sat there. They made. They didn't make the calls. And then what happens? They don't have the courage to be out there at midnight. When 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 somebody who said, go to the middle of the seminar, role play with me 30 minutes in the middle of the night. You know what? You could have said, no, nah, man, screw this, dude. You're a dumbass. And guess what? Nobody would know who you are right now. True. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. you were coachable. And, and, and on the way out, he said, hey, hey, one more thing. He goes, look at all those graves. Because mm-hmm. all these motherfuckers slid in there full of regret. You got to make a call and uh, prioritize your biggest fears. I said, what do you mean? And he goes, what are your biggest fears? And I said, I guess the fear of regret. And he goes, well, then you better magnify that and make that the loudest voice in your head. Because if you're, if you're scared of, to you know, live your life and end up at the end of it full of regret, then you better start fucking playing full out. That was it. That's all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody watching this, like, dude, like, like, where are you at in your life right now? You know, that's that's kind of like what I'm thinking, right? Like, where are you at? You know, like I told you, dude, I walked away from a a company. I was scared to death. I didn't want to get betrayed anymore. I start shooting YouTube videos. You know, my wife's like, dude, we're not making any money. And, you know, I stuck to my, I stuck to my game plan. Right. Um, in the, in the, in the, in the seals, there's a saying, it says, plan your dive, dive your plan, which means that once you make a plan, like, like work it, 
Like, and so many people make plans right now. So many people are like, hey, what do I need to do, Cody? Tell me what to do. And you tell them what to do, but they they don't do it anymore. The reason why I'm getting in unbelievable shape with my trainer, Aaron, is because I'm a trusted client. I am a trusted client. You know what that means? That means when my coach tells me what to do, I do exactly what he says. And you know what? If I'm not getting the results after 60 days that he thought that I was going to get, he can go and make tweaks and changes because he trusts that I've been doing what he said. And I'm just so sick of people saying that they want to build a badass right now, kick-ass life. But right now, they can't even follow the plan that we give you. And that literally you look up and in 30 days, you're not training anymore. You're not doing your role play anymore. You're not doing your repetitions. And you know, you said something and I don't think anybody caught it, but you said you overcorrected. Winners overcorrect. Once I realized that my health, that I had let it slide and how point, important it was to me, I over-freaking corrected. I am over-obsessed. Dude, once I learned that self-development was the unfair advantage over everybody else, I overcorrected in self-development. I studied every second of the day. I never become unplugged. I always keep my edge. I'm not going to lose it. I'm obsessed. And just like you, you're obsessed. It's all you think about. People say, what do you and your wife talk about at home? Business. Why? It's our new sport. It's what we do. We love it. We love changing people's lives. We love helping people. Just like you, man. That's why reason why you're obsessed. You're freaking nature. You love it, dude. I'm telling you, dude, I can't imagine anybody right now saying, man, I'm in, I'm in a spot. You don't understand where I'm at. Dude, you're in a cemetery afraid to make a call. And, I, and many times in my life, over and over again, I've proved to myself that literally, dude, I was capable of kicking everybody's ass, but I was the problem. Mm. And we think everybody else is the problem, but I was also the solution. And if you're watching this, like, dude, like today's maybe the day you need to wake up, right? Or the day you do need to wake up. And there's probably a lot of people that are counting on you to wake up. And you've probably made them a lot of false promises saying that you're going to do that one day and you ain't done it yet. So why don't you do it right now? And that's it. I love the alignment between you and your wife too, that you guys both get it. Um, Also two core values uh, of mine I'd love to share because I think it, 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 reinforces what you were saying. First off, don't fill up on bread is one of my core values. You know, keep the main thing, the main thing. And the second one is land the motherfucking plane. If you're going to start something, finish it. And I love how you're like, Hey, we found the main thing. We're going to ride it all the way. And we're going to, we're going to stay consistent and build that, that success habit. Mm -hmm. And it it really is paying your success tax. You know, all the, the the cost is, is, is nothing compared to what you end up with and who you become. Uh, And the best part about it is like what you're saying is, um, when you're, when your friends are watching, your wife's watching, your kids are watching, everybody's fucking watching. we make them proud. And they watch that transformation and they watch, and I've done a lot of fucked up dumb things in my life. We all have. Um, and, uh, how I always worked my way out of it and somehow retained the relationships is because I was, I was able to drop the ego and say, you know what? I fucked that up. I took extreme ownership and I'm going to go to work to become the best version of myself. And you're going to fucking you're going to be proud of what you watch me do and who I become for us at the end of it. And um, I just did it last year. Last year was one of the hardest years of my life. My mom died of cancer and I went through a divorce. I'm sorry. Um, Don't be sorry. It was, it was God's plan. And it was probably one of the best things that could ever happen to me because now I'm more connected spiritually than I've ever been in my life. I'm a better father than I've ever been in my life. I have a better relationship with my ex than I've ever had. People are tripping out. We just went to a birthday dinner, a bunch of us with her and a new boyfriend. People are like, how the fuck are you hanging out with your 
your your ex-wife and her new boyfriend. I'm like, because like we unconditionally love each other. That's the standard we want to set for our kids that are watching that two people can get a divorce gracefully, show unconditional love for each other and still be great co-parents and great human beings, uh, you know, for, for the, yeah, for, yeah. For so, so quit bring, being a crowd pleaser, right? Like everybody, like you're calling your own shots in life right now. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You decided, Hey, my ex, I'm going to treat her amazing. She's my kid's mother. Are you kidding me? Dude, you should treat her amazing. That's yep. the reason why they, that your kids will do. Most people would treat each other shitty and your kids would resent you and, guys. And Shannon was like your wife. She was my superpower for a long time. She was my best consigliere and, uh, voice of reason and a person that was always there to catch me when I was falling and also push me really hard when I was gunning, mm-hmm. you know, and she gave me a tremendous amount of freedom to become obsessed. And, and I'll never forget that. Plus she treated me with unconditional love during a very difficult period. Um, I want to, I want to ask you some questions cause you're on this ride right now mm-hmm. and it's really cool to watch. I actually, uh, accidentally clicked on one of your things and now you don't fucking leave me alone. Like there's thousands of Andy Elliott videos that I'm being bombarded with now. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're my coach all of a sudden. Yeah. It's been cool. It's been cool to watch you create your content and just you're on this meteoric rise and uh, I can't wait to see what you do with it. But now you're growing at warp speed. What challenges are you currently facing as you're scaling this business and how are you thinking about attacking those? Because for me, when I scaled some of my companies and I went over a hundred team members and the culture was important and regrettable turnover started happening and everybody saw the big money coming in and the people you start with aren't necessarily the people you end with. How are you building a team, building culture and, and what challenges are really, are you facing right now? Well, so, so number one, I built my company a little bit different. Okay. So everybody has a different business. Everybody has a different place that they work at and stuff like that. Each one of my people, all of them, um, I have a big army, a big team, we call them an army, right? Um, that work for me in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're in one location. I believe the eyes are the window to the soul. I don't have anybody work remotely. I want to see my people's eyes every day. I want to fill their heart. I want to see their intentions. I want to see how they work. I believe in all of them. They're my family. I love them. Um, they love me. I protect them. They protect me. I talked about betrayal early on. I told everybody, I said, look, if I ever lie to you ever in my life, just one time, I want you to pack your shit and I want you to leave because that's the accountability that I'm going to hold as the leader, that I will never lie to you. I will never change your pay plan. I will never screw you. I I will always keep your interest at heart. I'll always make sure that your family is taken care of. I will do whatever it takes. I want to build something in a company that has never been built. And it's, it's, you know, people say, man, they got a cult. Well, listen, the news brainwashes people, okay, to be afraid and, and scared. And I brainwash people to be powerful. That's what I do. I brainwash people to believe that they can do more than they've ever been able to do in their life. And it's just a decision. And today's the day to make it. And with my team, 99% of them are underdogs. Okay. Like I don't hire people that again, have made it. Now I'm going to tell you what I have found in, in building my own people. Now, everybody has their own deal. I know, I know people that are like, man, oh, I'm going to find the best. Okay. Okay. Go find them. And there's a good chance that they're only there for money. And when the money gets bored one day or somebody else comes in, um, they're gone. And I don't, I'm not interested in that. Dude, I, I got enough money. You know what that means? Like, it's just a game now. Like, it's just a game. I got my family. I've got my people. Now I want, to, I want to help my guys as much as I can. I want to help all the people that we have. Um, I truly think 
that if you can change someone's life and hire them and bring them in and indoctrinate them into your culture, into a new way, I think these people will be with you until they die. That's what I think. I, uh, I say something on stage all the time. I say, if you can recruit someone on my team, anyone, any person from my company, if you can recruit them, I'll give you 10 million cash. I'm dying for someone to call my company. And, and I get a lot of hate right here. People are like, oh man, you know what? This guy's an idiot. No, I don't have ego. You have no idea how I treat my people. You have no idea. You can't imagine. And the fact that you're hating, it's because you couldn't imagine treating someone this good. You couldn't imagine the amount of fights and the love and, and, and the directness that we have to have to be able to have this kind of team. Uh, me and my wife, I remember there was a day that she wanted us to get out of debt, save money, and really do well, right? So the first place that starts is by pulling the bank accounts out. She had a yellow highlighter, I had a pink one. Pink was me, yellow was her. And I started realizing everything was pink. I was the one wasting money. And as she would question me and say, well, did you really need that? Did you really need to go to 7-Eleven and buy you know, 18 energy drinks for your team? I mean, what, did you need that? And I had ego. I started getting mad. You know, hey, babe, you don't understand. I work all day. I got to do this. And I realized I couldn't have a direct conversation with my wife because every time she would try to help me grow, I would get snappy with her. I was a problem. Just like you said, you said, I, I bury ego. When things come up, I realize I go to a place of anger because I'm, I'm from betrayal. I think people are betraying me or somebody's not believing in me. And I just, I have these self-doubt issues. I flushed all that when I started my company. And I believed that I was going to give trust first and all, and I called it up front. You know, I've got one of my guys over here. His name's Danny Klein. I said, Danny, when you come to work for me, right? All I have is a couple stipulations. Number one, don't ever lie to me. No matter what, don't ever lie. We're going to have fuck ups. We're going to have problems. We're going to make, we're going to screw shit up. We're going to break stuff but we're never going to lie to each other. Number two, we're going to be loyal to each other until we die. Number three, you're going to need to die with me. I'm going to let you build your brand in my business. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to pay you really well. And I'm going to build you to be one of the greatest influencers in the history of the world. I'm building all these influencers in my company. In the Elliott group right now, if you look, I've got a layer of about 25 killers for sure that are going to be the greatest influencers. Wait until 10 years from now. You'll see. Now, these guys will all be under one hub. Imagine if Andy Frazella, Ed Milet, Bradley, you, imagine all these guys, if they work for one company, what that would look like. Oh my God, you take over the world. That's what I'm building. I'm looking out big picture. I want to build one family full of love that'll teach the entire world how to get it all, earn it all. But what are the problems that I face? Really? Just making sure that I show my people love every day and make sure that, you know, no matter what's going on, I never... Make sure and just always make time to, you know, recognize them, show them recognition. If you see, I'm always giving my team like Breitling watches all the time. And we just gave out, you know, six or seven of them the other morning. I mean, I want them to know how much I love them. I want to give them things they've never been given, but also I want to, I go to church with them. You know, every Sunday, our whole team goes to Impact I, Church. I, I saw that. I saw yeah. there was like 60 of you. Yeah. We all go to church together. We all worship together. I mean, look, dude. And at the end of the day, they don't have to. Okay. Like they don't have to. But, but why I chose them, I chose them because I knew that they probably went through a lot of the same stuff that I went through, okay? So we protect each other. We all have these insecurities, right? But when you find the right team, and I mean a family, which is what we call it, it isn't our job, it's our life, we would actually all do what we do in our company for free. We would do it for free. If, if today I walked in, I said, I can't pay any of you. They'd all go sell their cars and work for free. This doesn't exist. 
And what happens because we built this, the families, the wives, the kids. I remember Patrick Bet David said, you know, the, his inner circle, his closest inner circle um, are the people that he can surround his children with. All of our kids are best friends, okay? Like, like my children are best friends with Bradley's children. They're best friends with all the other children in our company. All of them run together. It's, it's just crazy how we're all so close, but we all work everything out together. Nobody ever like has tried, has unrecruitable is just a crazy word, right? And by the way, I'm never going to sell my company. Like, like people are always like, hey, what's the exit plan? Nothing. Dude, I don't give a shit. This isn't about money anymore. Dude, we, we're, we're getting what we want. We'll always have what we need now because we're doing what's right and we're giving. Keeping your heart clean, keep playing with your heart is the most precious thing you'll ever do. I take shit personal in my company. My wife takes shit personal. You know what that means? When we got in business, people said, hey, listen to me, man. You don't, you, you don't want to let people get too close. You want to be careful what you tell them. Nah. You guys do shit your way. We'll do stuff. I tell my team everything. So one day you're going to regret it. No. You know what? I regret thinking that it's not possible back in the old days. I know it's possible now. The leader, the leader will set the tone for the company. And my job every single day, I'm going to be 44, stay the most in shape I can. Okay. Be an example for all of them. I want to run like I'm 18 and I'm going to do that until I die, until they bury me. If I was to die today, I'm good. Okay. But I'm going to keep getting better. I'm getting more dangerous every day. And I want to show my team that every day I come into work, I'm a different man. Every day, not once a week, I'm different. Every day I'm different, which means everybody that's in my company sees me change every day. Dude, every day I come in crazier. I come in more psycho. They know how much I love my wife. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with my children. And I tell them, I demand them to be obsessed with theirs too. Look, we can get whatever the hell we want as long as we all stick together. That's the key. So when we onboard someone else into our company, how they get into the company is by going through the coaching. I talk to them. My wife talks to them. We talk to their family. And then also my team talks to them. And if they can make it through all three of those, then they can find themselves a new home with us. But dude, it's just, it's a special, it's a special place. And what I see is I see, I see people trying to hire people off talent. And that's the reason why whenever you do get big and you start making a lot of money, these people will never, they were never in it to do anything for you anyways. They were in it for them the whole time. Okay. They don't go to church together. They don't spend all their time together. Dude, we don't, we, we, we constantly protect the brand of what the Elliott group stands for. And by the way, Elliot isn't my name. Elliot was, is a movement. Like, dude, it quit being the name a long time ago, you know? And by the way, another deal, my wife's so smart. I remember this. We started building our brand. Um, they were like, can you call it Andy Elliot? Andy Elliot this, Andy Elliot that. And my wife goes, no ways. We're going to call it the Elliot Group because not only are we going to bring up a band of brothers, some badasses, men and women, that are going to rep what we believe in and we're going to take over the world, but also their children are going to run it when we're gone and their children. We don't care about ownerships. You know what we care about? Just all of us being together. We've created a life that literally doesn't exist. And so what are my challenges now? Um, just, I want to make sure that I keep being a better man. You know, like who I'm becoming is the most important thing in my life. And if I ever have anybody leave me, ever, I assure you what we've created in the Elliott Group doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It doesn't exist. I love that. And that was really well said. And I think it sets a standard for a lot of companies out there. So bravo to you for, for what you're creating. Yeah, and they can all do it. Are you friends with Andy Frisella? Um, so I've never met Andy Frisella, okay. and, but I'll meet him. 
Okay, um, I'm, I'm, September I'm good friends with Andy, and I'm going to, if you guys haven't connected, I'm definitely going to connect you. One yeah, of the, connect us, dude. One of the best He's things, a savage. Oh, he's one of my favorite humans. Um, and we we went out there. I took a small group of people, um, like really high end. They all paid 100 grand to be in a very high end personal coaching program. Uh, we called it best year ever. And it mm-hmm. was all spiritual health, you know, like the the business stuff was part of it. The financial part, stuff was part of it, but it was more like all the stuff you're talking about mm-hmm. that, that that fills up a person's life. And uh, Andy was like, hey, come out here to first form. We'll show them the culture. We'll show them the business. Then we'll go out to my garage, hang out with the cars and I'll, I'll talk to them for a couple hours. And I'm like, dude, that's priceless. Like the, the, yeah. guy, the guy is by far one of my most successful friends. Yeah, he's the king. Um, when I when I think of culture standards, I've never seen anybody do it better than First Form. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, you're playing at that level, and it's cool to watch. And I think you guys would have a lot of synergy. You'd be you 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 definitely should get on his podcast, and I'll I'll make that that connection. Yeah. But be amazing. Um, they do something called razzle dazzle, and I've never seen it done the way they do it. So when you buy a protein from them, whatever it could be, something small, their reps love their job so much that they go down this social media rabbit hole on you, write a handwritten note that is your whole life story. They go, oh, I noticed that your kid plays softball at the whatever little league, da, 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 da. They research you so they can go deeper and make that impact because nobody's going to take the time to write a, a 10, 15 minute handwritten note about your personal life. That's crazy. And how they want to connect with you. The other thing I noticed is we were there, we were in his massive gym. I pick up a weight, Andy, I, I shit you not. I picked up a weight and they all have the little first form logo on it. And I was like, God, I got to get me some of these, like with some clever logos on it. I put it down and I turn around out of the corner of my eye on the other side of the fucking gym. I see this dude hauling ass across the gym, picks the weight up, turns it one quarter inch of a turn, puts it down. And I watched him do that and he ran away. And I look back at it, the weights and I realized every fucking logo on the entire rack, down the entire wall was perfectly vertical. The standards for his culture is mm. so dialed in that his team knew instinctively to pay attention to the guests that are in their building and that for the next person that walks in, they're going to get the same ex- you know, representation of mm-hmm. standards that everything's going to be perfectly vertical. And that, I said to amazing. myself, holy shit. There are, there are levels to this culture building game and, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not playing at these standards. And I left there very, very inspired. Dude, so I'm going to tell you a 30-second story and this is crazy. And by the way, Andy Frizzella, I followed him. I mean, ever since I literally just started looking for motivation, I started watching him. I was like, dude, this guy tells the truth. Yeah. And a lot of the reason why I tell the truth, and I mean, like, it's good to tell the truth, but like why I'm not afraid to tell it, right? Number one, Brad. Brad Lee was like, mm-hmm. dude, just tell people the truth. Okay, you know what that means? Don't tell them what they they want to hear. Tell them what they need to hear. Yep. Okay, and I was like, okay, done. So I started speaking from my heart instead of like walking on eggshells mm-hmm. around people. Like just be direct with them. And then number two, watching Andy Frazella, I was like, damn, man. Like when I start watching him, my wife's always like, dude, you're cussing like crazy today, right? <laughs> like I'll start going off the, the chart. Yep. But but I get I get wired up. So me and him in a room, we'd probably fucking tear the wall down. Oh, I would love to see um, that interview. But but I want to tell you something. In 2019, when I did my first, um, and I never told you this, but check this little quick story out. So I fly out to some Grant Cardone event, right? It's like a Shark Tank event, whatever. There's like 20 or 30 different influencers. It's in Florida. It's in 2019, remember? Mm-hmm. So I did my seminar deal. I bought that course where I needed to go see a seminar because I never been to one. 
I've been working in a dealership for 20 years, right? So I was like, okay, I got to buy a ticket. So it was like a $10,000 ticket. I go buy this deal, fly to Florida. My wife, I'm, I'm literally great at what I do internally inside of a building, but I'm not used to just mastering people outside of my industry, right? So she's like, hey, go to this event, talk to people. Andy got to shake people's hands. Like, this is the old Andy, right? Like, I killed that guy. But I just want to tell, like, everybody's going through different demons. Like, this was my deal. Like, I wasn't good at mastering a stranger outside of my company. You know what I mean? So I'm going on someone else's turf. Now I'm in Florida. And I walk into this room. It was the meet and greet the night before. Then there was a two-day seminar, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, Sunday. And I walk in and notice, now I'm I'm a kind of an introvert a little bit um, when I'm outside of my environment, right? Not anymore. Now I'm psycho. But back then I was. And I, I literally walk into this room and I notice I start to trend to the outside of the wall, mm. right? Okay, because I'm not, this isn't my space, right? And watch. Everybody's in the middle. All the people that make a lot of money that are killing it in the high suits and all that shit, they're all in the middle. And I honestly didn't feel like I belonged. I really did. I didn't feel like I belonged, right? So I didn't find myself on the outside. So I, I look over at this girl and I said, you know, hey, what's going on? I go to shake her hand. I told my wife I would. And this girl's like, um, I really don't feel like I belong here. I spent 10 grand to get here. It was the last money I had. I really don't think this is where I should be. And I'm like, damn, I go to the next guy. This guy's on the outside of the wall. He's like, dude, like, I don't know if I should be here. And what I started to understand is that when these people make it, they put on these events and they forget about all the people that it's their first freaking event. It's their first time they've been in a room. They're scared shitless. They don't know who to talk to. We don't even know how to do it yet or how to talk or whatever. Nobody gave a shit. I called my wife. I said, book my plane flight back home. I've seen all I need to see. She goes, what do you mean? The events tomorrow and the next day? I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to go put on events for people in every mother that shows up. I'm going to give them everything we got. I'm going to shake every hand. I'm going to give them lots of love. I'm going to make everybody feel welcome. And that's why if you come to our company, that's why we, we run in a pack. That's the reason why we're always together. That's the reason why anytime that we go somewhere, it's just infectious energy that runs through the room. It's freaking magnetic because we've learned that the fastest way to change somebody's life is to realize that everybody's qualified. And what I've learned is when these people get big, they start forgetting about the other people that are just getting in the game. And I think the way that me and guys like me and you and even Andy Frizzella and his standards is that everybody's qualified. Everybody's ma- Everybody matters. We don't care who you are. Our goal is to take you where you want to go. So if you walk into our company, if you walk into a seminar and event, every month we do these events and you'll have 500 to 1,000 people that'll come in every single month. And every person that comes in, get greeted by every single coach. Everybody shows them love. I've told that story to my team every freaking time. Whoever comes in here, there's a lot of people that don't believe. There's a lot of people that were made fun of for spending their money to come to an event. There's a lot of people that had to go through hell and take off work and they're doubting themselves or questioning it. When they come here, you're going to show them so much love love, man, they're going to call this their new home. And when you say that, like Andy Frizzella's deal, like these people know the standard, like, dude, that's how we live. I remember watching the Ed Milet and the Dabo Swinney podcast when he was talking about like how they did the tiger, the March and all mm-hmm. that stuff, dude. And how they, they said when they went and played at Notre, Notre Dame, when they left Notre Dame, they left the locker room cleaner than when they came and Notre Dame called them and said, that has never happened. That's our company's standard. I love that. Dude. And listen, once people start doing more than they're paid to do, they get more. They become more body and everybody's the janitor. Our guys, we don't have, we have a 70,000 square foot facility over here in Scottsdale. We, everybody does their own chores. 
Everybody takes their own trash out. Everybody cleans their own stuff. Everybody, we have a giant, massive kitchen. We have a massive gym. It's probably not as big as Andy's, but we have a massive gym. Everybody's in there. It's called the Lions Gym. On the a huge neon wall it says, "I will outwork everybody." Kind of more like Rob Bailey's. The style. Lions Den or Lions Gym. Lions Gym is in the Lions Den. Okay. So, so watch. Yeah, look, you got some Sean Whalen shit going down, dude. Yeah, every yeah. so, so, so every day, and we called it the Lions Den. Like our logo in 2011, when I started my company, was a lion head. And then uh, I went back in, I kept selling out, going back into retail and, and giving my dreams up. And then finally one day I just realized that, dude, I can't find what I'm looking for. So I'm going to have to go build it. And I didn't want to do that. I thank God I did, but I didn't want to do it. I was scared to death to do it. So best thing that ever happened. And this is a good lesson for everybody. When your back's against the wall, you're dangerous. Okay. So intentionally, I keep my back against the wall. My wife doesn't talk to me about money. I don't get to see bank accounts. I don't want to see them. I want to keep a chip on my shoulder. I want to stay in controlled anger. I want to stay pissed off. Mm-hmm. I want to stay, I want to stay stirred up. Like that's what I want to do. And I'm just saying, like, if somebody's broke, like you're dangerous. So I who who, who would make the investment decisions in your relationship? My wife. So I got to talk to her about getting you into some apartment deals. 500 percent Okay. My wife. All right. We got to get her. We got to get yeah. her putting some of your you're making too much damn money, bro. Yeah. And she'd be happy to talk to you about everything because yeah. she's interested in all that. But with me. You know, that's like, that's what she does. You, and you're taking that underdog it. energy and you're running with it. And you just want to stay in that lane. Yeah. I, 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 I go from the idea to take an action that fast. And then she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, she's always like trying to contain me. And I just realized the opportunity, man. I mean, it's like, dude, like anybody watching this, like this world is like a level 10 earning opportunity right now. Like it's a level 10. Mm-hmm. But if you got a level one skill, a level two skill or a level one care or a level one drive, like you're, you're, like you're not going to make it, man. Or authenticity. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. be real. Dude, I'll tell you, whoever you are, like your people are waiting for you to wake up. Like it doesn't have to be my people or your people. It's your, your people. Like just, just get pissed off. Wake up, man. There's lots of people's lives you're going to change. Once you go all in, you're going to become dangerous. And I think that's, that's what we need to keep telling people is that like, dude, wake up, man. Go crazy. And by the way, hey, I want to say something to you. Four out of five millionaires work for someone else. There's nothing wrong with going with someone to the top and killing it. You know, like I would have loved before I started my business, if I would have known, I know a guy like Patrick Bet David. I'm just, I mean, I love watching his shit, but like, he's like, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm dying for a guy to come run with me to the top. Come on, man. If you're a badass, come roll with me. Dude, how cool would that be to go join a badass influencer and then ride with them to the top? Mm-hmm. You don't have the liability. You don't have the risk. You don't have this. You get to, you know, make a lot of money, kick ass, grow with them, be cool, be a part of something awesome. Like that's cool. But so if you're, if you're a part of a company that's good to you, like dude, like become more valuable for them. Like, like be a needle mover in their company. Like don't betray them and go try to start your own business. Why don't you bring more value to them and, and, and dude, and grow with them. Like that's the secret, dude. I didn't want to own my own business. I didn't want to. It it happened because I felt like I couldn't find someone I could trust that owned a business. Okay. So, I mean, I, I stumbled upon this deal by just getting burned over and over and over again. And I'm going to say, you know, hey, if that's your case, then good for you. But I see a lot of people, man, like, dude, owning a business is very hard. It burns cash. It oh, yeah. burns cash. I see people like- most, oh, people start- it, most people have it backwards though. It took me a while to realize that you know, I used to look at top line revenue and that was like the big yard, the big measuring stick. Like, oh, can we get to 3 million or 5 million or 10 million a year? And none of those millions matter. 
No. It, it's the cash flow management that actually matters in a business. How much, and how much you get to keep. And how much you get to keep. Do people don't know that. I, look, I pay my guys really good. And I tell them all the time. I say, dude, listen, you have no idea how much money we spend to make all this thing work. Yeah. You have no idea, man. Dude, I, I'll, I'll look over at my wife sometimes. She's writing $700,000 check, $600,000 check, $500,000 check, million dollar check. I'm like, dude, like what? Like what, where, what are we paying? Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't, I don't want to know. It's stressing me out thinking, just watching her write checks. So my point is I stay away from the money. Yeah. I do my own deal, but to, to, to operate and run something big, run it beautiful. It's going to cost a lot of cash. If you can find somebody that's doing something big, create more value in yourself. Yeah. Get alignment with them. Go we, we were talking to, I was talking to Danny right before this started. Cause I think he's one of your. Mm-hmm level of people that yeah, are going to go off. He's one of my big, first, he's big, one of my first guys with me. Big influencers. And, uh, and we were talking about alignment and how it creates velocity in a business. And it seems like you guys have a lot of alignment yeah. uh, between, between your team. So that's really good. Cause that's hard to get. Once you have it, you got to keep it going. You never want to let yeah. it foot off the and, gas. And, and we it. don't let anybody in the company that doesn't have it or that we don't believe in that could have it. Yeah. That's good. You know what I'm saying? We're I not doing it. this for money anymore. What's, what's, uh, how are you making your money matter? Like, like rephrase it. Like, what's that mean? Like, like for me, I have, you know, I like to go upstream, help the kids, young kids. Like we raise a lot of money for local charities here in Chandler, Arizona. I was a member of Chandler Compadres for a few years. We were raising about a million and a half to a million eight every single year. All the, we were the number one funder for the YMCA. We kept mm-hmm. all the money local in Chandler and that's where I live. Um, my companies are all uh, for purpose businesses. I don't start a business without it being for purpose. So Green Elephant Development, my development mm, company, a portion of all our proceeds goes towards elephant conservation. Do you have some charitable component in your world that's built into your business or how do you think about giving back? Well, so, well, so, so on my end, there's two, there's two deals here. Number one, my, my end, my wife handles all the money. So like any and everything that we do and what we give, she handles all that. When, when church, when you walk into church, and they say it's time to give. Like I just take the bucket, move it along because my wife's doing some stuff on her phone, pushing all the buttons, making everything happen. And she gives very generously and she also gives to a lot of other stuff. But I really don't know what that stuff is. What I do is I'm more into the like human capital giver. I'm not the, the money giver because I don't control the money. Does that make sense? Okay. Like I don't control it. Like my wife has always been the person that handles that. So that'd be a good question for my wife. So yeah. have her on the podcast and you talk to her. Yeah, I would because, love to talk to her. Yeah, because she's the one that could answer that. Me, I'm just a human capital giver, which means is people. Like I just give into people. I sow into people. I, I, I just, I throw seeds into people all day long. And then my wife handles all the money. We have such a divider where when we started this, she handled the back end. I handled the front end. So- um, I couldn't even tell right. you, man. Well, hey, fair enough. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so I'm going to talk to her about getting you into some real estate so you don't pay as much in taxes. Yeah, fact. And we're going to talk about how to create some four purpose components to your world. Because I beautiful. think if you do have that, that's just one more layer of culture building yeah. because everybody knows it's we're doing this for something bigger than just the money, something bigger for, than just Yeah, and, and like last week, I mean, our whole team went down to feed the children. Is that right? Uh, yeah. By starving children. I love that. That's yeah, yeah, a great our, experience. I mean, we, we had, you know, 50 of us down there at feed the children, you know, had the hairnets on all the stuff, love you know, that. doing that. But so like we do a lot of cool 
cool stuff like that where we'll all go together. Um, but you know, um, anytime it comes to money, I always tell people, people always talking to me about investing and stuff. I'm like, dude, you're talking to the wrong person. Like, so so here's, no here's how I'm going to recruit you. I'm going to do it right now and I'm going to do it publicly and you're going to have to say yes. And you're going to want to say yes. Um, so Dan Fleischman, we both know Dan. He's been a good friend of mine, business partner of mine for many years. He's a badass. Um, so Dan, uh, last year held the world's largest toy drive. Uh, hit the Guinness Book of World Records. We're going to do it bigger this year. Mm-hmm. Um, here at my office is going to be one of the stations. We're going to bring all the news stuff and out, uh, uh, news crews out and all mm-hmm. that stuff. We're going to make, I personally, my personal goal is to smoke LA and Dallas and all the other little hubs that we're setting up. Mm-hmm. I want us to be the loudest, most obnoxious toy drive in the Valley That's during awesome. Christmas. I would love to get you guys behind it. Maybe get, get a yeah, little, little Elliot energy no, there to help. And it, yeah, we're help, good. I, help, I love it. Dude, that's, a, that's an easy recruit, dude. Yeah. And we just, we just make it fun and be, be And our team be noisy. will love it. Yeah. Yeah, our team will love it. Dude. And we'll we, fill up that whole center section full of toys. All the kids will come in. They'll be able to grab their toys. Um, we support Trina's Foundation out in LA and, and some other stuff. So Yeah. Well, I'm a 500. I don't have to talk to my wife about that one. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah. we got them in. Um, yeah. Our let, team totally backs that. Andy, this has been a fantastic conversation, brother. Like I'm, I'm super proud of you. Like what you've done is, is you. really epic. It's cool to watch you maneuver. You're setting a great standard. This is real leadership at, at its finest. And it, I, I think you're only starting yes, you know, sir. five years from now. It'll be really cool to see what you do with this. And I hope you do create the most epic company ever, ever created. You know? Yeah, we I all create it. Yeah, I think we can all do it. I really do. I truly yeah. believe that, and I mean this, like everybody, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, right, then you're the true one percenter. For sure. Like, that's it. Like, I'll just say, if you've made it this far, because I make it to the end of every podcast, I never start something I'm not going to finish. I'm always afraid you're going to say something and it's going to be the last damn minute and I freaking missed it. So I have to watch it, especially if you're somebody I look up to. I know there's always value that's dropped and I never know when it's going to be dropped. So I watch it all the way through. But if you've made it this far, it just means that, dude, like you're next. That's it. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you're going to do what you're going to do, but we're all going to do it together. That's it, man. I mean, that's the reason why we're here. I mean, that's like that purpose-driven life. You're like, everything has a purpose. Like this podcast has a purpose. So if somebody's watching it, you know, like go kick ass, you know, and, and go take action, build your legacy, take your family with you. Well, you shared a lot of great tips, advice, strategy, mindset. Um, how would somebody, if they want to get involved with you, maybe they want to be one of your next team members. Maybe they want to go through your coaching. Maybe they just want proximity to you just to have your energy rub off on them. Yeah. Yeah. Where so they go. Well, simple. Number one, like our social media is official Andy Elliott. Right. And then, you know, like YouTube and stuff like that, you can type in Andy Elliott, all pretty simple stuff. But if somebody directly wants to get a hold of me, I get my cell phone number out to everybody. It's simple. And I tell people to text me. So my cell phone is 918. 918- 210-0254. So like, if you really want help with something, you just text me, say, Hey, what would you do with this? And I'll help you. But it's 918-210-0254. And that's it. And you can text and you just tell me what you need help with. And we'll kick ass. I mean, we got really cool training. We got live, you know, coaching. We got all, we got all, we do big events here. I mean, there's just so many things we have, but whatever it is, you just text, tell me what you need. And that's the best way. Love it. Well, thank you once again for being on the show. Appreciate you, And if you guys got some value from this, uh, make sure you share this episode with a friend. Uh, We don't ask for anything else other than you just spread this message so other like-minded entrepreneurs can get their A-game on and go out there and dominate in their finances and in their life. So until next time, we're out of here. Take care. Comb your hair. Peace. Hey, Cody Sperber, the original Clever Investor, host of the Clever Investor Show podcast. And I'm shooting this ad right now to let you know that this podcast exists. 
It's finally out and we have some amazing guests. So please, I'm begging you, can you just come and give our podcast a listen? I've been doing real estate for a really long time. I've accessed some of the coolest people in the world. We were having all these amazing conversations and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's record this and actually put it out on a podcast. But the problem is I have to let people know about it. That's where this ad comes in and this is where you come in. You're gonna be able to learn from successful entrepreneurs, get in-depth interviews from amazing leading experts. You're gonna learn real estate investing strategies and tactical training strategies that work in today's market. We're going over market analysis and different market predictions. You're gonna be able to engage in an awesome community. And we go into some pretty deep dives on the mindset of what it takes to win the game of money and in life, plus lots of bonus resources and exclusive content. So what you're gonna wanna do right now is click the link that you see on your screen and give the show a subscribe today. We have amazing guests like Ken McElroy and Robert Kiyosaki and Wes Watson and Pace Morby and Jamil Damji and Vina Jetty and a whole host of amazing men and women entrepreneurs that you're going to love to learn from and get to know. So what you want to do right now is click that link and give the show a subscribe today.